You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is a special presentation from the 2018 Amish Awareness Conference. Stay tuned to Map Ministries podcast channel for many new messages from various speakers and presentations. To begin, this is part one of a two-part message delivered by Joe Keim at the Amish Awareness Conference in spring of 2018. The older I get, the more I desire to make sure that the uh, faith gets passed on to the next generation. I didn't think about it so much when I was younger. I don't know that I even thought about it that much when I went into the ministry. But now that I'm 51, I'm thinking about it all the time. And I'm reminded of all the ones that have passed the faith on for the last 2,000 years until it got to us. And now I think of my children and my grandchildren and the importance of continuing to pass it on. And so a a few months ago, I didn't know for sure who was going to preach tonight, but I thought, you know, if, if it works out and I can preach Uh, I would preach this message tonight because I believe it would be a real challenge for all of us. So would you go with me to uh, Matthew chapter 4? Matthew chapter 4. We're we're going to uh, meet up with some guys here that are just common, everyday people just like us. And... um, That helps me uh, to relate in many different ways. But in Matthew chapter 4, this is kind of where Jesus' ministry began. I mean, it was in the early part of his ministry. And um, in verse number 17, I'm going to read about four or five verses here. It says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, let me tell you, they had been waiting and waiting and waiting for generations for this to take place. But now Jesus comes on the scene and he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And verse 18 says, and Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother. And they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he says unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, it was their job to follow. It was Jesus' job to make them fishers of men. It's very important that we see that. And by the way, those of us who are in ministry We can't make anybody fishers of men. It has to be Jesus. And he says very clearly, I, Jesus, will make you fishers of men. It's your job to follow him. And in verse 20, and they straightway left their nets and they followed him. 
Now, what I want us to see here is in verse number 18 is these two men were ordinary men. They were fishermen. I would have to believe that they were probably middle class or lower class maybe, just barely making it, uh, making it uh, from day to day, and they were going about their business just like many of us are in life, and suddenly there was a call from not just anybody, but the Son of God walking by the seashore. He looks in and he specifically called them out by name. It was very personal. And I still think God works exactly that same way today. When he calls us to do something, he is very, very personal. And if you're listening and paying attention, you will hear his voice and follow him. If you're not hearing his voice and you're not following, you're either out of tune or you're not connected at all. But very clearly, Jesus shows up. He calls them out by name. And look what they did in verse number 20. This is so huge, particularly in our day. Uh, I sometimes feel like we live in a time period when people, people's word doesn't mean a whole lot. Their commitment level is, you know, it's about half of that. But in this case, and this is why this is so important for us tonight, in verse number 20, it says that they, uh, I'll read it here, and they straightway, they immediately, they left their nets and they followed him. Do you realize that they, it, it, it almost appears like they didn't think twice. They just dropped everything. And when they left, think about it. They left their income. They left their families. They left it all. I mean, they did it immediately. They didn't think twice. They trusted that Jesus was who he was. They trusted him and they followed him. And as I thought about that, um, I thought about a man that used to attend this church. His name was Jeff Dillinger. And Jeff, um, I, I was just a young Christian um, when Jeff started coming here, and uh, he was a great man, uh, got to know him real well, became very good friends with Pastor and Sam and all of us, and, and uh, so uh, about 20 years went by, and in that time, Jeff went somewhere to another uh, church that was closer, and one particular Sunday, Sunday uh, evening, and I remember it so well, he was sitting right over here in one of these pews in the corner. And uh, when Pastor got done preaching that night, the Holy Spirit had gotten a hold of him. He got up out of his seat. He came forward and he just wept and wept. He, that night, um, he told us literally 20 years of, of pushing God back. God had called him 20 years before that to go into the ministry, and he had said no at that point, and he kept uh, running from God all these years. But that night, right here in this place, God got a hold of his heart, and he just wept and wept. And it was interesting because just about a week or two later, he was going, in, uh, uh, going to his home church 
it was again on a Sunday evening. He was, was he walking in or walking out? I forget. He was walking out. It was after the service. And right in, in the building, he collapsed and died. One week after he gave up. You know what I was talking about earlier about giving up? I've wondered, you know, in my mind, I had to now figure out, okay, first thing I thought was, now, what could Jeff have done in those 20 years had he surrendered and gone into the ministry 20 years? And then the next thing that came to my mind was, maybe all along, all God really wanted from Jeff Dillinger was him was for him to just give up. And when he gave up, uh, then, then God had him where he wanted, and, and he called him home a week later. But either way, I am always reminded of when God calls, and he still does today, he's calling young men, he's calling young women, and he's calling men and women of all ages to go and do things to carry on the faith, whether it's locally or abroad. Now go with me, verse number 21. We're still in Matthew chapter 4. Look at verse 21. And going on from thence, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, and they were mending their nets, and he called them, and look what they did. They, 22 says, and they immediately left the ship and, and their father and followed him. Now, here were two more brothers. They were also in the fishing business, and Jesus walking by, by said, called their names, John and James, and they immediately dropped. They forsook their nets and their father, their family, and everything, their incomes, and they followed Jesus. Matthew chapter 9. Let's turn over to Matthew 9, and we're going to read verse number 9. Jesus is continuing on. He's kind of gathering these few men. Later on in this week, I'm going to have the opportunity to do one breakout session on mentoring and discipleship. And uh, when I think of mentoring and discipleship, I think of what Jesus is doing right now. He's going about, he's, he's, he's finding a, a 12 men that he's going to prepare to take on after he leaves. And so we get to Matthew chapter 9 and look at number 9. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man and his name was Matthew. Matthew was sitting at the receipt of custom or the tax booth and he said unto him, follow me. And look what Matthew did. He arose... And followed Jesus, just like the other four brothers. Uh, Matthew, he was, he was a tax collector. Nobody liked tax collectors. Wasn't it interesting that Jesus would even choose one of them? And he did. Now go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We are in Matthew, but turn over to John chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse number 23. Jesus is continuing to go on and choose his 12 men. John 1, verse 43, the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and he findeth Philip, and he said unto him, follow me. I was reminded here again that mankind does not naturally go after Jesus and find Jesus. Jesus has to come looking for us. Remember when Jesus found you? Or maybe better, Jesus was looking for you and you finally let him grab a hold of you? I don't know. Uh, I remember that day so well. Um, and now go to Matthew chapter 10. We're actually, we should have probably stayed in Matthew 10. Because I want to read to you the 12 men by name that Jesus 
uh, chose. Matthew chapter 10, look at verse number 2. Here's all the names of the apostles. Matthew 10, verse 2. Now the names of the 12 apostles are these. The first was Simon, who they called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. And then we see it was Philip, and it was Barsalome, and Thomas, and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labaius, uh, whose surname was Thaddeus. Verse 4, Simon, the Canaanite. And then it was Judas Iscariot who also betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent forth, and he commanded them, saying, Go not unto the way of the Gentiles, and into the city of the Samaritans, enter you not. But this is where I want you to go. I want you to go to the lost uh, lost sheep of the house of Israel. He was very specific. His call and his focus was very clear, and he sent these 12 out. Now, the question that I had as I thought about these 12 men, I wonder if they would have known what this would lead to, and most of them died for their faith. If they would have known, would they have accepted the call? Would they have going into the ministry. And then I've looked at my own ministry and other, other people's ministries and, and the things that we've come up against and, and had to face in life because we said yes to ministry and we're not done yet. We could e even die for our faith. We're living in that kind of day where we too could be martyred for our faith and thrown in prison and all of these. But these uh, these men, except for two, John and Judas, the others all died for their faith. And we're going to look at that because I think it's very important that we are reminded of what these men went through. And uh, so we're going to go through here. How did these apostles and others die? This is good for us. And remember how we started out? It's about, it's about um, carrying on the faith. It's about passing it on to the next generation. And that's what these guys were doing. So Matthew suffered martyrdom in Ethiopia, and he was killed by the sword. And then you have Mark, the author of the Gospel of Mark. He died in Egypt after being dragged by horses through the streets until he was dead. That's how, that's how badly... He wanted to pass the faith on. It didn't matter to him. Sure, tie me up, pull me behind that wagon and drag me until my flesh is gone. It doesn't matter because I will do whatever it takes to pass the faith on to the next generation. Luke was hanged in Greece John, we, we know he was boiled in, in oil, and somehow he lived. I always wondered, you know, it doesn't go into detail, but what, what did his skin look like? You'd think if you'd pull a body out of boiling oil, that there would not be much uh, left. I know what hot water can do. I don't know, I can't imagine what that oil did. But then he was sentenced 
uh, to prison, and they, they took him out to the island of Patmos. And, and you know, God never stops using, doesn't matter where they are. Uh, after that, he was freed, and then he served as bishop in Turkey, and he died an old man. He was the only apostle who died peacefully. And then we have Peter. Peter said, hey, um, you know, just go ahead and crucify me, but put me upside down. I mean, it's almost like, it, it was almost an honor to be crucified. Um, and then there was James, the brother of Jesus, the leader of the church in Jerusalem. He was thrown over 100 feet down from the southeast pinnacle of the temple when he refused to deny his faith in Christ. When they discovered that he survived the fall, his enemies beat James to death with a club. And this was the same pinnacle where Satan had taken Jesus during the temptation. Now here's James the Great. So there were two James, and he was, this is the son of Zebedee. He was beheaded in Jerusalem. Um, the Roman officer who guarded James watched amazed as James defended his faith at his trial. Later, the officer walked beside James to the place of execution. Overcome by conviction, he declared his own faith to the judge, and he knelt beside James uh, to accept beheading as a Christian. I can't help but think that James was thinking, yes, man, I even got to see, um, I even got to see the impact of dying for my faith. And then we have Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel. He was a missionary to Asia, and he was martyred for preaching in, in Armenia where he was flayed to death with a whip. And we got Andrew. He was also hung on a cross. And look what he says. I have long desired and expected this happy hour. Now, I have wondered if I ever have to die for my faith. What would that be like? Uh, you know, what if I was, what if they wanted to crucify me, do something beyond just shooting me in the head? What about if they tortured me? Could I handle it? And I can tell you, I, I know I couldn't do it on my own. I already know that. But you know what I think? I think if God calls us to give our lives uh, to pass on the faith like these people did, I think God will give us strengths that we didn't even know we had. I think these men had strengths way beyond their own. It was a supernatural, powerful uh, power uh, from God, and they were able to go through here. And for this man, Andrew, to say that I have long desired uh, and expected this happy hour is just beyond me. Thomas was stabbed with a spear in India during one of his missionary trips. And then you have Thaddeus, also known as Jude, was killed with arrows when he refused to deny his faith. You had Matthias, the apostle that replaced Judas. Uh, he was stoned and then beheaded. You had Paul. He was tortured, beheaded, and or uh, yeah, beheaded. But uh, more than that, he was in prison, and, and we know that all the faith, and in all of that, God used him to write most of the New Testament. Now here's a picture of where these men died, and I never realized this until later in life. But you have uh, like Peter all the way up on top, 
left corner. You see that? And then come all the way down to the bottom right, Thomas. See how they were scattered at this point? So these men had scattered throughout the region, and they were doing everything they could to pass on to faith. But it didn't matter. Um, uh, wherever they went, they found opposition, and, and as we know, many of them, most of these gave their lives, all of them, I believe. Now, go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. We call this the, the, um, the faith chapter. I like to read this every once in a while. Just to be reminded what these people went through. Unbelievable what they did to stand for their faith. Look at verse number 33. Hebrews 11, verse number 33. It says here, and who through faith they subdued kingdoms. They wrought or enforced righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong. They were waxed uh, maligned in flight, turned to flight the armies of aliens. And then it says, even women were involved. Verse number four, 35, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.